Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Mike Foreman, Senior Pastor of the First Baptist Church of Level Plains. For more information about Pastor Mike and the church, please visit our website at www.fbclp.life. Let's join Pastor Mike now as he shares from God's Word. Good morning. Uh, were you the first in line at the restaurant last week? I, I didn't realize that, that I got home when I did, but you know, and I probably, I'll try to do it again today, but I'll quit when I think the Lord has me to say all I need to say. But I expect Mike has, uh, built up a couple of weeks. So, you know, it, it'll all balance out in the end, won't it? Uh, I, I sort of hinted last week, didn't really use but one verse, love God. Do you, do you know where I'm going? Love others. You know, we talk about four-letter words, how bad they are. All, all four-letter words are bad. Somehow we've, we've gotten to that point. The greatest word in the world doesn't have but four letters. Love. Love God, love others. This is what Jesus said. You know, uh, Greek word, the, the Greek is a very expressive language. We translate a lot of words as love. Agape is love. Filio is love. Erotica is love. We, we just lump them together where the Greek language had a way of expressing what it really wanted someone to know. The word that God uses is agape. That, that's the top. That's the kind of love that makes a difference in lives. That's the kind of, of love that changes things. That's the kind of love that makes a difference. See, we, we love everything. And we use that word over and over and over. But do you love the way God wants you to love? Do, do you love as, as only God? Jesus said that we need to love. Jesus expressed love in everything that he did. Do you realize that, that the Bible talks more about the way? I say more. That's, I think it does. No, no words or studies to show it, but it talks more about us loving each other as an expression of our love of God. Go to Ten Commandments. You know, there's not before commandments that deal with our relationship with God. There's six that deal with our relationship with each other. So it's important for us to realize just how important love is for us. And what I mean, Jesus was confronted by this lawyer, this Pharisee that knew the law. When he asked Jesus what was the great commandment, he expected Jesus, if he knew the answer, to go to the command to love God. But Jesus wasn't asked. 
He wasn't prompted. He wasn't, he, he simply said, oh yeah, let me tell you something else. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, the whole law, every prophet, everything that's ever been said, everything we need to do, your life hangs on these two things. Jesus had a way of boiling it down to the basics, didn't he? The way we love. But we have so misused that word in our lives in this world today that I'm afraid that we sometimes don't even know what the word love means. Relationships. We declare our love as we, in, in marriage. What's well, about 55% of all marriages end in divorce these days? And I'm not condemning. I'm, I'm just saying this ultimate expression of love. God gave Adam Eve and Thank God he gave me Gail. I, I, I don't know what I'd do without her. She's going to hurt me one day. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there it, 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 I would be lost without her. She is my friend. She is the love of my life. She is. How many people declare that same kind of love, but then they simply walk away? We talk about love in this world today, and and it's just so messed up. But God calls us to love. Our love for God, it, it, it starts with last week and what we was talking about with our love of God. Loving God with everything that we are. So if you go back to John chapter 4 and read that section where John writes about love being of God and coming from him, he says over and over and over again, if you really love God, you're going to love those around you. You can't love anybody or anything without a love for God. That's where it starts. But Joey went on to say that if you really love God, you're going to love each other. If you really are in a, in a loving, caring relationship with God, you're going to love each You can proclaim your love all day long. But you know, John says in that chapter 4, says if you say you love God but you hate your neighbor, you're a liar. They're pretty tough words. There are some tough things in the Bible. There's some hard things that it says. Oh, God, I love you, but I can't stand that bum next door. Whoa. It don't work that way. God telling me that's not right. That's not. You've got to learn to love everybody, he says to us. It shows. It's going. Jesus talked about loving each other. And, and by our love, we could see what, does your love reflect in this world today? Does your love, and I'm not talking about this superficial, I mean a deep, caring love that comes from God. The agape rules your life in everything you do. You know, we, we struggle. We hurt. Sometimes we, we just you realize how hard it is to love some people? It, it's hard to even like somebody sometimes, isn't it? 
The you know, Bible says I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we're good at making up excuses, aren't we? We're good at, at getting around these. We think we are, but we're not. But it, it, it is. It's hard to like somebody. Sometimes people just get on your nerves, don't they? Keith is as rude as anybody I've known. Uh, no, I'm not. He, he, Keith and I are friends, so he, maybe he won't hurt me either. Uh, but see, it, it's, it's sometimes hard to like somebody. I can remember a church I went into the first sermon, first Sunday's there, started out. And this person told me, said, you know, said, I know preachers are, are lonely. They're off here on I said, if you need somebody to talk to, I want you to know that, that you can come talk to me anytime you want to. I, I'll I'll be there all the time. A uh, couple of people later, somebody says, uh, they probably told you to, to come share with them, didn't you? I said, I don't say what Peter said. Let me tell you, that's the biggest gossip in the church. <laughs> Whoa, you know, but you, you, here's one talking about one talking about, we, we do that, don't we? Because we just don't get along. We make judgments. Are you good at judging? Nope, we don't. Yes, we are. We're excellent at judging. I, I will judge you on the way you look. I will judge you on the things that you do. I will, and, and, and we make these judgments. And the bad thing is that it pervades everything that we do. And sometimes we make total wrong judgments, don't we? If you're coming from this country, that means you're that kind of person. If you're this color, you're this kind of person. And it, that's not saying black, white, nothing else. It's saying that we are all that way. There's just things that we judge. I remember what Gail reminded me a couple of weeks ago. When we were in seminary, we lived, there were many people from around the world that, that comes to our, our seminaries here. We lived in a big apartment complex. It had, I think, 10 apartments in it. And we lived on the end. We had kids, so we actually got two floors. But there was Japanese that lived in the next thing. We got to be friends talking one day, and I was walking across campus one day. Saw him, him coming toward me, spoke to him, come by. He never blinked, never looked. He never just, I said, what in the world? How how what did I do? You know, how did I do? When I got home, he uh, had made the statement that he was ashamed that he didn't speak to me. He said, all you Americans look the same to me. <laughs> Let's all line up in a row, and there's not a one of us looks the same. In it, but how many times do people say that? I can't tell the difference in them. They all look the same. Judge it. That, that we don't want to look. We don't want to be part of that. Income. Whew, you're a rich person. That means you're bad. Jesus said it was easier for, what, camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person. Whew, I wouldn't want to be you. That means all rich people are bad. No. Two of the best men I've ever met, <laughs> they were rather well off. But if you look down, you make that kind of judgment, don't you? 
I don't, I don't like just talk about things. I've got this house. I've got this car. I've got this. I'm over and over and over. We we see these things going. On. Criminals. Well, they're all bad, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we've got different things that we judge people on, don't we? We've got different things that we look at and we make a decision not to like. I hate a thief. I hate a liar. Whoa. Didn't God just tell me that I had to love all people? Not hate anybody? Is that against God's way for us? But how often do we make those judgments and, and it affects the way that we look at people with the things we do? Self-centered, I did this, I did that. I can remember somebody telling me in one of the churches, you know, my grandfather cut the wood off of his land that built this church. My grandfather worked for my, I, I, over and over and over. It was his church. It didn't shame it wasn't God's church. See, we, we, we look at people who, who do these kind of things. You didn't do what I wanted you to do. You didn't do it my way. Huh. Boy, how many times have we said, we've never done it that way before? How many blessings we miss? Because we... Don't love the way God wants us to. We don't do the things the way. And if we're not careful, it can be awful bad in the church sometimes. Had a friend. He was up in North Alabama, and I talked to him one night. He said, whew, he said, I got a lady that is mad with me. He said, but that's okay. There's, there's more people in the church that know the truth and know what's going on. So I don't have anything to worry about. I said, you better stop and look at it. He said, if you're not careful when you get down to the bare bones of what's going on, everyone's going to look and say, he's going to leave one day, but I'm going to be here and I've got to put up with him. He called me five weeks later and said he had finally decided to leave the church because nobody, nobody would stand with him, even though it was truth. Lack of love, lack of care, lack of God's way, lack of doing what God would have us to do. God wants us to love beyond anything that, that we can imagine. But how do we love others? Think about it for a minute. How do we love others? Uh, do we see others in ourselves? That person out there that, that's so unloving, do we see ourselves in them? I tell you, I've done some things that are totally unlovable. I've done some things that I would not think even God would love me sometimes. But I better be careful that if I don't see others the way God does, I'm looking at them with the wrong view. I'm looking at them in the wrong way to love others. To be in a church that these are people over here that agree. These are people over here that agree. These are people that don't know what's going on. I've been there. To have one say to you, 
Well, it looks like our turn to run to church this time. Whew. But to love, to come together, to unite together with everything that we are because we are loved by God and we love God with everything that we are and loving each other pleases him above all the songs, all the words, all the everything. To love God with everything. Do you love God and therefore love each other? You know, it's that lost person out there that needs us the worst. Not that, not that saved person that's just like me, but that lost person that's going to hell. I better love completely and try to share God's love with them. That person out there that is hurting because of the things going on, to help carry that burden because of God's love and what it means to be his. That person out there that thinks nobody cares needs to know that God loves them. And I do too. Seeing myself and what I need. Seeing myself and and what's going on. What God did for me helps me to love you because I know how much God can do in somebody's lives and, and what it means to be. How do we love each other? How about we follow God's word? If I really want to follow, love somebody, I'm going to do what God has called me to do, to be forgiving. Now, I told my Sunday school class, there's some pretty hard sayings in God's word, if we're honest. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6. You know what he told them right after that teaching? He says, if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. We don't read that verse very often, do we? Certainly don't have very many sermons preached on it. But if I'm going to love God, I'm going to forgive you. See, it's not about me waiting for you to come say, please forgive me. It's about me being a forgiving person that gets it off of my heart. Forgive others. Forgive those and, and had a... Man turned out to be a good friend in one of the churches, and he came in one day, and we were just talking, sitting around, and somehow forgiveness came up, and he said, "You know, that's a tough thing." I said, "Sure, it's a hard thing. It's it's hard for all of us." They said, "No, you don't understand." He said, "I had to go to a prison up in North Alabama several years back." He said, "And I sat down across from a man that was in there and talked to him through the glass." I had to look him in the eye and say, I forgive you. And I knew this one was going somewhere that I was not aware of. He said, you know my grandchildren. I said, yeah, I know they're with you. I just, he said, it's because of him. And I, I had to think, he said, that man killed my daughter. He said it was her husband. He said, I had to forgive that man. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. He said, but you know what? It freed me. He said, I hated him with everything I had for what he took away from us. He said, but when I could look him in the eye and say from the depths of my heart, I forgive you. It opened up the love of God to me as never before. Can you forgive? 
We slip and say the wrong things sometimes, don't we? Can you forgive? We do the wrong things sometimes. Can you forgive? That's what God's call for us is. I think it's ultimate above everything else is that we love him, we love each other, even to the point of saying, I forgive you, even when you don't ask, even when it's not part of, of what you want to do. It's part of God's way for us. We, want, we can quote an eye for an eye, can't we? Can we quote, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord? You know, we think we can hurt somebody. We can't. We hurt ourselves. We drive a wedge between who we are and and what's there. Salvation frees us to be the kind of people that God wants us to do. Be appreciative. To me, these are the two things. Be forgiving and appreciating what people are doing. You know, it's easy for me to sit back at the house and say, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'm not doing it. So how dare me sit there and and talk about what somebody else is doing. I wouldn't be a part of that. I could do it better than that. Put your arm around somebody sometimes and say thank you. What for? For just being willing. Willing to serve God. Willing to, to do the things God would have us to do. Being those kind of, of, I told one of my classes up at Christian Mission one day, somebody said something about liking you. I said, you'll never know if I like you or not. I said, listen, I said, who you are doesn't need to determine the way I treat you. I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess everyone. See, who you are doesn't need to determine who I am. I said, I'm going to put my arm around you. I'm going to smile at you. I'm going to be there. And I had to go ahead and tell them, you know, hey, I like everybody, so don't think I don't like you. But but do we dislike people just because? <laughs> Hard to come up with a reason, but to appreciate people. Put your arm around somebody sometimes. Hug them and tell them how much you appreciate. What am I doing? Nothing, you're just you, and I appreciate that. You're such a loving, caring person. And and that's not real hard, is it? One of the men I met when we moved and was in West Point, Georgia, there was a guy there that was a card. Think about him in the mid-40s, he decided he was secretary-treasurer of a huge company, one of his main responsibilities was investing millions of dollars and and getting them in the right place at the right time for the right length and, and this kind of stuff. He said in his mid-40s, he walked into the president's office one day and said, I quit. Man, said, he said, listen, he said, if I can do this for you, I can do it for me. He did a good job with it. But he made you feel like you were somebody special. He could walk in and ask your name, and 30 minutes later, you realize he hadn't said a word, and you're still talking. The kind of person he was. He just made you feel important. He made you feel like you were somebody. And I promise you, in today's world, we need to, somebody to make us feel like we're important. 
I'm not sure I do that enough with Gail. I really, you know, sometimes I, don't, I get caught up in my little world, don't we? But everybody needs a hug. Everybody needs to, a touch. Loving. Why? Because God so loved the world. God loved me. But he loved you and everybody else that's in it. Jesus' life was marked by love. Hanging on a cross, he prayed for the people that crucified him. He talks about the, the Gospel of John, talks about the special way that he loved that one disciple. Never mentioned, but everybody assumes it's John since that's what the Gospel is named. He loved Martha. And he loved Margaret, Mary. (laughs) Don't know where that came from. I can't even think of real names now. I'm making them up. Uh, But but when he he stood at the, the grave of Lazarus, what did they say about him? Look how he loved. Over and over and over. Jesus' life was marked with the way that he loved and cared for each other. My challenge for you today, if you hadn't figured it out yet, this world needs more love. We got enough hate. We got enough hate to go on for many lifetimes. This group hates this group. This group is going to do this. We've got to, you know, over and over, hating because of of color, hating because of this, hating because of religion, hating because look around us here in enterprise and we see every kind of person you can imagine, don't we? Do we love them? Do you love? If you're here and you use the word but you don't know God, you don't know what love really means. So I challenge you today to open up your heart to God and see what's happening. If you're here today as a Christian, do you need to experience love above all things? To learn to love and to care for each other? You want your family to be what it should? Love them. You want, you want to do the things right around? You really want a vacation? <laughs> Take God with you the next time you go rather than leaving him out. I could give you some stories about that. that. See, we often think we can can neglect God. We leave God, oh, I I just need to get away and relax, and I'm not even going to, no. Never get away from God. Never get away from the things that are important. Jesus said these two things, loving God and loving each other, solves all the problems. It covers everything. Do you love God? Make sure you love the one next to you, the one across the aisle, the one across the street, the one across town. No matter who, no matter where, no matter what. Missions isn't just a thing that we do. It's what God has called us to do because we love the world. And that mission needs to be with every step we take, with everything we do.
for God so loved that he gave. How does your love compare to what it should be about where we are and what it means? Father, thank you. That- thank you for listening today. And remember, you can find more information about Pastor Mike and the church at our website, www.fbclp.life.